Welcome to the Carolyn Shuttlesworth Podcast, where we'll dive deep into the Word of God, build strong faith, and finish the devil. Here's your host, author, speaker, and nonstop mom, Carolyn Shuttlesworth. So today is just going to be, you know, I don't have like 20 points for you today. I don't have, um, you know, this like three keys to this. I'm just going to talk to you and and kind of make an eye opener of how we can kind of get into uh, natural things every day, everyday life and how we get comfortable. There's a a quote from uh, C.S. Lewis, I'll read to you in a minute, that I I keep in my phone because it is, it's such an eye opener. Uh, It's such an eye opener to me and I I believe it will be for you today. But I I titled it, The Crippling Effects of a Comfortable Christian, because when I was thinking of this topic the other day, I was just writing down different things. I was like, what does it do? It cripples your faith, it cripples your production, all these things, if you, if you stay comfortable, you know, I've said it before in the broadcast, Ted's grandfather, a mighty man of God, uh, who was a pastor for many, many years, um, he said that to be, be satisfied with a dissatisfied satisfaction. Be satisfied with a dissatisfied satisfaction. So it's okay, like be happy where you are, where God's brought you, you know, the, the increase that's happened in your life, but don't get to the place in your mind that you feel like I've arrived. If you get that mindset that like you've arrived as a Christian, that's it. You're done for <laughs> and stagnant. We know stagnant water, right? It's stinky. It's gross. There's like bacteria that's growing. Don't, don't, don't be gross. <laughs> don't get to that place in life where that complacent, I'm comfortable, I'm good, I don't need to grow. Because that is the exact vocabulary that a Christian should not have. So it cripples your faith, your production. When you feel comfortable, it will cripple your confession. When you are comfortable, it's going to keep you in sin because you don't you're comfortable, right? You don't feel any conviction about anything. You're like, that's okay. You know, I do go to church on Sunday, maybe Wednesday here and there, and that's okay. I'll do whatever I want Saturday night. I'm going to church on Sunday. I'll answer the altar call. You know, you see the people that are like up there in every altar call, and you're like, okay, at some point, we need to get a hold of (laughs) this revelation of salvation and what God has for you and living righteous and living by the guide of the Holy Spirit that's inside of you. And so, you know, you get to a growing point. So just like for you guys that work out, anyone who works out knows that when you do something that's pushing your body, your muscles will get sore the next day. You wake up and you feel it. You're like, oh, my hamstrings or, you know, one day, You did one set of weights last week. This week, you're lifting something heavier. All right. So like I'm saying basic things because I want you to envision that in your in your mind. It's the same way when your muscles get stretched, when they get something that's making them work harder, you're going to feel it. But at the end of the day, when you keep pushing yourself 
working out, when you keep pushing yourself in that area, you're going to start seeing a change, a good change. Definition in your arms, you're going to see toned legs. So you get to that point where that that being uncomfortable for that little bit of time has now brought you to a different place, brought you to a different look, brought you somewhere different. And so we have to make sure as Christians, you know, that we don't get that word comfortable. I'm comfortable where I'm at. I have, I got a good, I got a good job. I got promoted. I'm comfortable. I don't need anything else. Uh, my income's okay. I'm comfortable. Um, I, I, I don't feel sick. You know, there's nothing going on in my life right now. I'm comfortable. So I don't, I don't really, I don't really feel like I need to, um, I, I don't really feel like I need to learn any more on faith. I don't, I don't really need to read any topics on healing. I don't, I don't really need to, because I'm comfortable. Why? I, I, I'm not going through a crisis. I'm not going, um, you know, through anything right now. So this, that's the, the mindset that we have to get rid of, is that we don't start, you know, learning about healing when you need one. We don't need to start learning about a certain topic, provision in the Word of God, joy, what it says about do not fearing when we're in the middle of a crisis. Let's be armed and ready. You know, <coughs> excuse me, I was just saying to Ted last night and my mother-in-law today, I was just saying, you know, I feel like uh, I, I'm hearing of all these attacks and certain families and different things that are going on. And I said, not on my watch. I was just telling my mother in the kitchen. I was like, not on my watch. Like, I'm going to be ready. I'm going to be prepared. So if the enemy tries to strike, there's not going to be a chance for him to because I'm guarded. I'm paying attention. I'm alert at what's going on. I'm not going to live in the comfortable. You know, we have a ministry. We're good. We go. We got the studio that um, my father-in-law had a, had a word for us on, and then it came to pass, and we're good. I look around, it's great, you know, it's working every day. We're here, we're doing our thing. The ministry is, is good, we got, no. Then you become this way, and then eventually you're gonna go backwards. Because everything God wants us to do is to step out you know, great men and women of God in the Bible, they had to get past a lot of things. They had to get past bad speech. We got, you know, Moses, he didn't feel qualified to do anything. He didn't feel like he had the right words. We have to get past uh, being uh, not feeling qualified for something, being uh, not someone who's outgoing, feeling shy. We have to get past these things. We have to push through the barrier of these feelings that are holding us back, that makes us want to live just in a comfortable state, just in a comfortable state. Because you know what? You know, people think, well, if I'm, if I'm not, if I'm, if I'm just going to stay back here and not do anything, you know, versus the person who's more like outgoing or the person who's more going to go get it or, you know, you realize like you're bringing attention to, to, to yourself either way. So in my mind, I'm like, let's bring attention the right way. Let's bring attention because we're bold for the Lord. Let's bring attention because we're, we look different. We stand out. We're that light in the city on a hill that can't be put out. Let's get the attention the right way and not feel 
like I'm comfortable where I'm at. So this saying I keep in my phone by C.S. Lewis. And um, the quote is, I didn't go to religion to make me happy. I always knew a bottle of port would do that. And just in case anyone doesn't know, that's a type of alcohol. So he's saying, you know, if I wanted to, if I wanted to just be happy, I could just drink. But he said, if you want a religion to make you feel really comfortable, and this is the line that I love so much. He says, I certainly don't recommend Christianity. Right. I'm going to read it again because it's something I keep in my phone because it's so true. It's so 100% true. He says, I didn't go to religion to make me happy. I always knew a bottle of port would do that. If you want a religion to make you feel really comfortable, I certainly don't recommend Christianity. Christianity is going to put you outside of the box. It's going to put you in front of people. It's going to make other people not understand what you're doing. And I try to get this across to a lot of people. Um, I had a talk with someone the other day and they said, you know, we're, I'm changing a few things in my personal business and I'm going to make it more uh, biblically minded, more, more said about the Bible rather than just more good, good feels, good feelings type things that she, she was doing for a business. And she was like, you know, I know it's going to end up pushing people away. And my first thing response was, who cares? Who cares? Because Jesus didn't care. Jesus stuck out, but he stuck out in a good way. Jesus didn't care. He said, I only do what my father tells me to do. I only say what my father tells me to say. And that's what we have to get in our mindset. It doesn't matter how we feel. If we're comfortable and the Holy Spirit says, step out and do something, we're not going to do it because we're comfortable. You know, when you're believing something for faith, you know, I, I was believing God for something. This was back in January, uh, January 2013. Uh, I was believing for something big and the Lord said, don't be embarrassed. Take a lap. And I was like, I've never ran around the church before. <laughs> I've never ran around the church before. Not that I thought it was weird. Not that I thought anything about it. I just had never felt to. And so when I did that, there was such a, uh, like, it's almost like I, I, I felt like I went higher. I felt like after I did it, I, it broke a shell off of me. Not that I've ever been like a super shy person or anything, but it broke a shell off of me of whatever was holding me back for that. And then later that month, I got exactly what I had been believing for, exactly what I had been praying for. And it connected it with that because he said, you're asking me for this. Da, 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 da. He's like, take a lap. And I was like, take a what? <laughs> take a lap. And so I, the first time I ever ran around the church and it broke something for me. And every time the Lord has asked me to step out and do something, I have, you know, 
you guys watch my broadcast and you see that now I'm like holding meetings and I've written a book and, and did all this, that was never a, a mindset of mine, never a plan of mine. Mine was just, I'm a mom, I'm helping Ted behind the scenes, I'm gonna help him look great, I'm gonna do this. Uh, I'm just the wife, I'm just the travel buddy, I'm just all those things. But God really had to break me out of feeling uh, in my comfortable stage. I'm comfortable. I, I don't, so there, I have to catch myself because sometimes I'll be like, oh no, I don't, I don't need to do that. I there was times I said yes to things that people had asked me to do that I realize now weren't going to happen at the time. Because I look back and I think to myself, I really wasn't ready to take that step, but I said yes anyway. And like in the moment, you could be like, oh, well, that fell through. And that's how you have to make sure you hear from the Lord because you could say, oh, that fell through. Maybe the, I'm not cut out for this. Maybe this isn't for me. Maybe that's a sign. And, you know, you look at it the completely wrong way. But instead, I looked at it was I said yes. And that's what God wanted to see. That's what he wanted to hear. He wanted to know that I would break off whatever I felt comfortable about and step out in faith into an uncomfortable place. You know, walking by faith is not comfortable. It, it is a very uncomfortable feeling because everybody nowadays is all like instant gratification. I want to know, I want to see, I want to have in my hand in like two hours. There's like two hour delivery. I want it now, I want it now, I want it now. And so for people who have the working of miracles happening in your life. It's not an instant miracle that happens right then and there. There is the working of miracles. You know, they get sad about it or they give up and they don't push themselves to go further because it's not right then and there when they want it. And so we have to realize we have to get out of our comfortable stage because our faith will be crippled if we don't walk outside of being comfortable. Um, and so, for example, I had just jotted a few, few thoughts down. You know, we'll go with different things that society and the world has told us. Uh, you know, being a mom, you hear different things like, oh, that's just normal at this age. You hear a lot of parents talk, you know, when they're kids. Oh, well, every kid's scared of the dark. Every kid, you know, it's flu season. Well, you know, whatever happened to the flu? I don't know. It disappeared in 2020. But um, <laughs> I don't even know what happened to it. You never even hear that word anymore. What happened to free flu shots? And you get paid $10 at the grocery store or something like that. I don't know. Um, and so you, you, always, you always hear these things, and it becomes a way of life for us. And so what happens? We get comfortable with it. We're, we're okay with flu season because why? It's flu season, right? Like <coughs> everyone's going to get a cold. Everyone, how about, you know, well, everyone gets headaches. It's just, I don't know, it's headache season. It's, you know, it, it, whatever, everyone in this world wants to call it. it, it it's, it, it's, it's okay. It's just, that's what kids do. You know, I hear, I hear that as a mom all the time. That's okay. It's just what kids do. And I'm always like, well, let me tell you something. That's not what my kids do. Um, it's not what my kids do. 
And so I've learned that at the small things, you are going to have your faith offended. You need to be offended at the small things that the little foxes try to spoil. The little things. Don't wait till things are big and then it's like, all right, I got to pray in speed tongues. I've got to get this fixed. I'm in a crisis. I need to get to the next revival. It's like, no, you can live in the anointing and in the power of God at all times at home, laying hands on your own head, laying hands on your own kids and seeing the power of God work in your own family. You don't have to wait for the next evangelist to come through, the next time your pastor has a healing service. You don't have to wait for God to work in your life. You hold the key right here. You hold the power right here. His words are a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. He's going to be able to give you a way out of every situation by the words on these paper. So we have to get ornery. I like that word, ornery. Because, you know, the other day, my mother-in-law was here with me doing um, answers and questions. And if you missed it, go back and watch it. Full of wisdom. We touched on healing. We touched on marriages. We touched on children. Um, all, dif all different topics. So go back and listen to it. But ornery, you know, so a parent asks, like, how do I maintain or how do I, I've got strong-willed kids. What do I, you know, do? And my thing was, don't break that. They're going to need it later. For situations like this, when you're standing in and you're fighting against spiritual warfare, you need to be ornery. You need to say, listen, this isn't my story. This is not what the Word of God says. I'm not taking it. I didn't order that package. I'm not receiving it. I'm returning it back to hell where it came from. And that's exactly how you have to speak. You have to not be comfortable with the little things. I don't care about viruses that evil men le let go out into this world. It's not my story. It's not my portion. I don't receive it. I'm not taking it. I'm not getting it. If you happen to have, have caught COVID, don't feel like you have lack of faith or anything like that. You're good. You're alive. You're watching. Move on. It's okay. But I, these are the things that we say in our, our house. We travel. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not putting up with it. I'm not stopping. See, when, when 2020 came, and you think this is going to be the last time that evil men and women try to do something to people in this world? No. Okay, so now let's be ready for the next time. But we're not going to live in a comfortable state. I don't care what comes my way. So when you realize you have one person you listen to, one person you work for and you take orders from, and you know what the Word of God says over your life, and you put it into practice and you see it come to pass, it's really hard to talk me out of it. And that goes for you too. So we have to get out of living in a comfortable Christianity, a comfortable, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with what comes my way. I'm okay 
at the little foxes. When something big comes, like a report of cancer, a report of glaucoma, or, or you know, or, or like o older people, my joints are, that's, it's just the way of life of getting old. No, you don't have to go with the flow. You don't have to take what comes your way. Comfortable Christians take it because they don't care about fighting. Oh, I'm good. I'm good. This is just life. This is just how it goes, and I'm going to take it. Comfortable Christians take it. Uncomfortable Christians don't take it. They say, wait a second. This is working against the Word of God. This is not working for me. This is hindering me. This is prohibiting me from going forward. When you operate by faith, it feels uncomfortable, but it's taking you to new levels. Always a stretch makes you feel uncomfortable. Always going somewhere where you don't have all the puzzle pieces will make you feel uncomfortable. But that's living by faith. It's not living by faith having all your ducks lined up in a row. It's not living by faith uh, knowing how everything's going to go down. That's not living by faith. That's not living by faith. Living by faith is jumping. Living by faith is ripping the Band-Aid off. Anything that makes you feel uncomfortable is what pushes you to live a higher level of faith. You know, until the Lord comes back, you can't cap your faith out. You, you know, even the most mightiest man or woman of God on the earth can still continue to go higher in every area of their life. You do not put a cap on your faith. You do not put a cap on your level. So work harder every day, every month, every year to go higher and higher and higher. Um, different things, you know, I mentioned, uh, it, here's, here's, here's a, a social pressure that we'll get for just feeling comfortable, masks. I've hated masks from the beginning of time. <laughs> I hated masks when they were popular on Snapchat before 2020 happened. I literally had something against every filter that put a stupid mask on your face. So I've hated them before. Now listen, masks have been there in medical fields. I get it at hospital situations. I get it around, you know, compromised Im immunities and different situations, just like they were before, but not the way it's being worn right now. Being worn right now, there's two reasons people are still wearing masks. It's due to fear and it's due to social pressure. That's it. Fear and social pressure. Because if you're going to listen to the scientists, they've already proven that it doesn't save you from anything. You think scientists that are in those like bacterial and virus environments, what do they look like? They have like complete zip suits on and like, you know, they're like in a washing station and then you have to go through this door to put on this. It's like when you're an astronaut before you go into space to get your brain sucked out of your head, you actually have to do something smart. Like, you know, put on your helmet, lock it in. Then you go into an airtight thing. Why I know all this? Movies, duh. I would never go to space. You couldn't even pay me enough money to go to space. Ugh, just the thought of it. You ever see that movie? Um, was it Sandra Bullock? Gra was it Gravity? Mm. No, 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 thank you. Um, and so that is something you would wear around a deadly virus. Stop being uh, comfortable with social pressure. Stop being 
comfortable with fear. It's time that we go higher. It's time that we rise to a different standard of a Christian. Christians, and I get it, I, I get Christians are on different levels. So I don't go around, I've never made fun of somebody in front of me at a church, or I've never, you know, but what I will do is, I will encourage you to know the Word of God. I will pray with you. I will encourage you what the Bible says. We don't have to live by fear. We don't have to live in sickness. We can live in divine healing. I mean, there's a reason that (laughs) the Bible tells us we can live in divine healing because it's possible. Everything he's taught us and given us in the Word is not out of our reach and out of our grasp. It's not a carrot hanging in front of your face saying, oh, Jesus was perfect. Jesus lived this way, but you're never going to get to that point. No, he gave us these stories. He gave us these examples so we can get to that point. So we can go. And it is social pressure and fear. So the two main things, the only reason why people are still wearing a mask, and if you're watching this and you're still wearing one, here's the two reasons why you're doing it. Fear and social pressure. And man, I am never gonna cave the social pressure because it's not gonna work out in my favor. If you cave to the things of this world, you're done for. If you cave a little bit to the things of this world, you literally are done for. And so fear is an invisible prison. It's an invisible prison. You're going based on what people in the news that are heathens, they're liars, they're evil, are telling you, you're going to rather believe them that you're never going to meet rather than opening the word of God that hopefully you have in your home that's going to tell you all the truth. Jesus, Heavenly Father, will never lie to you. His yes is yes, and that's it. He's never going to lie to you. Then there's the father of lies, the enemy. So there's two dads. And if you're a child of God, your father is the heavenly father. And so you need to listen to him. You need to obey him. And you need to know what his word to you is. When you read the Bible, look at it as if it's only written to you. Only to you and nobody else. Just forget about everyone else in the world. Forget about it. Just forget about it. And read it as it's written directly to you. And get a revelation of it. And so that, that, that is, you know, how examples, basic everyday examples of how being a comfortable Christian can still just walk around with a mask on, knowing it doesn't save your life. You believe in healing and in protection, but that's how you're going to portray yourself. Cut it out. Cut it out. Take it off and live in faith. I know it's uncomfortable. I know it's uncomfortable. But that is exactly what Christianity is. It's not living in the comfort zone. It's not living. If you are in the comfort zone of Christianity, you're not living it right. You're not living it right. Um, We can't stick with the normal. Like I said, it's time to build up an ornery uh, uh, towards it. You got to be ornery. You got to uh, not take it on the chin what the enemy has for you um here's one i'm kind of going through like things we say we get comfortable with we get comfortable in our here this is a great i mean i know 
guys battle insecurities and things like this. But for the women, society, what does it tell us? Oh, we gotta be comfortable in our own skin, our own skin, and then what? And here you are, extremely unhealthy. I did this broadcast with Virginia on what the health, extremely unhealthy, destroying the temple that God's given to you. But we're gonna be comfortable in our own skin. Why? Because society told us so. We would rather listen to society give us free donuts, free whatever else that's going to cause our bodies to get sick. And then here we are. Now we're either in the prayer line every time there is one because of our poor choices. I know this is a little on the uh, stepping on toe side, but it needs it just needs to be said because these are things that come out of our mouth. These are things that we hear all the time and it becomes a thought, and it's uncomfortable in my own skin. You have all these shows, the 600-pound person and the this and that, and you know, but we're gonna be, they don't look comfortable. They can't walk. They can't get through the doorway. To me, not comfortable. If, if you're, you know, we, we, want, we want to feel healthy. We want to feel pretty. We want to feel these things. But if we're going to listen to society and be like, I'm comfortable in my own skin. I can trash this body because you know what? I'm comfortable. Then you're doing exactly what the word of God says not to do. Because he says, this is a temple that you that, <laughs> that was bought at a price and it's not yours. It's mine. And think of it as a borrowed vessel. And he wants you to take care of it. And he wants you to be healthy because you can't do anything for him if you're sick and dying. You can't do anything for him if you're dead. You can't do anything for him if you don't feel good. You can't be a good wife if you're not feeling well, if you're not, you know, anything. If you can't be a good parent, if you can't do anything with your kids because you just want to lay around all day because you don't feel well and you're sick and you're always going to a doctor's appointments. This is the thing. We've got to get the word comfortable out of our vocabulary. Another one. Ooh, this one in Acts 5. I was thinking today when I was thinking, you get so comfortable, you, um, it's easy for you to sin. And as soon as I thought that, because I always, always say, you know, sin is a killer. Sin will eventually take you out. It will. Sometimes it's fast. Sometimes it's a process. But sin will always lead to destruction. Sin will always lead to destruction. And as soon as I thought of um, sin taking you out, I thought of Ananias and Sapphira. And I was like, oh, look at them. They leveled up. They sold land. They got some money. And they felt like, I'm going to keep a little bit of this. So then they get to the point where they lie. And because of that, they drop over dead. They're like, the Holy Spirit took them out. <laughs> I always think to myself, like, that right there would keep me from doing things like that. <laughs> I want to keep my life. I like my life. I've got things I got to do for the Lord. But look at that. 
every, every day. Ananias and Fred got comfortable with the level change and um, got some money, decided to lie and die. They lied and died. See, lied and died. And so we get to that point. We get comfortable. We're okay with hanging out with the wrong crowd. And then you're like, well, I don't, I don't drink. I'm just hanging out with them socially. Then you get put in situations where then it keeps getting presented in front of you, in front of you, in front of you, in front of you. And if you're not someone who's staying in the word and staying in his presence, you're going to be comfortable. And then what? Then you're going to say yes. And then one thing leads to another. Now, I'm not going to get off on the whole drinking thing. I'm not saying you having a drink is sin because the Bible doesn't even say that. It says being drunk is sin. But who stops, right? It's going to get you eventually to a place of sin. And who the heck wants to ride that line? Who wants to be that close to sinning? Because everybody can take a different amount in their body. So you can't say like, well, when you get past three drinks, you're sinning. Like you can't, you can't do that. So stay far from it. Stay far from it. The Bible says all over, kings, you know, we're not to meant to look like that. You look foolish when you're drunk. You know, I, I have to go do a broadcast on drinking. We've done, we've done a couple of them, but, you know, not to go off on, on side tangent, but you stay far from it. Stay far from anything that's going to get you to the line to sin. Stay far from it. You, you know, you, you hang around certain people. You think, you know, they're not going to, uh, <laughs> they're not going to change you. But eventually, you know, unless you're like the one on fire and bringing them in, you're going down. You're going down and, <laughs> and that's just what's going to happen. Just like with the whole missionary dating thing. Like, listen. That whole missionary dating thing. Like you're going to bring somebody up and then, you know, you're going to end up getting trapped. You're going to end up being insane. You're going to end up being in temptation. It, it just, it, it is what it is. And that's how it works. And that's why there's so many different guidelines to keep you. I mean, Proverbs, I'm always like, everyone should read Proverbs like daily, monthly, and gain lots of wisdom because it, it, it talks so much in there about foolish decisions and how to avoid them like that's why it always boggles my mind it's like christians don't need to keep making stupid decisions it literally we literally have a manual on how to make right decisions what kind of decisions who to stay away from what to do how to believe we actually have a living and powerful manual of life that we can go by and just to wrap it up here, uh, Moses, at, over in Exodus, if I remember correctly, 4, Exodus 4, all right, he's pleading with the Lord, Lord, I'm not very good with words, all right, so he had a speech impediment. Moses is insecure, he's not confident, he doesn't feel like he can go speak to Pharaoh and save the Israelites. He's like, no, Lord, I don't. I mean, he went back and forth. You don't need to send me. You know, he's talking to the burning bush. You don't need to send me. I don't, I'm, I'm not the man for the job. But God did not let up on him. He did not let up on him. He made him. Just think of all the Israelites that were saved, all of them that walked over on dry land, 
all of them that left with the gold and the silver of the Egypt, all of them that got that blessing. Just think if Moses stuck his heels in the ground and said, I am not going to do it. I am not comfortable. See what being, uh, uh, I'm not comfortable stepping out. He, He was like comfortable where he was. He was not comfortable stepping out. If he didn't do that, just think all these stories in the Bible, you know, David doing the giant. If he was like, I'm comfortable with where I'm, I'm, I'm good with sheep. I, I did kill a lion. I'm good with my harp. I'm good with sheep. And that's it. No, a boldness rose up inside of him. And he said, you know what? I'm not going to remain comfortable anymore. I'm going to be uncomfortable and defeat this giant. When you live in a comfortable state, the boldness inside of you is not going to come out. So Moses is here saying, you know, I-, I can't do this. I can't do this. And God says, I'll be with you as you speak and I'll instruct you on what to say. And that's where we have to end with being uh, this uncomfortable state is trusting the Lord completely, trusting and knowing Trusting and knowing that what he says is going to come to pass in your life. Trusting and knowing that what he's called you to do, he's equipped you to do. Trusting and knowing. Trusting and knowing. Think about Noah. You know, I was talking in uh, Brooklyn the other day. We were reading in her book and we were talking about Noah. And, um, you know, it took like a hundred or a little over a hundred years to build the ark. So that's a long time for all the naysayers to be in your ear. That's a long time. Okay, think about it. They had never seen rain before. And the dude's building a boat. A boat. He's building a boat. They don't even, they've never even seen rain. And they're like, okay, I'm going to base it off what God's instruction is for, you know, we can hardly like, (laughs) stand in faith and keep praying for like a month for something that we want God to do in our life. (laughs) Noah had to to trust God for over a hundred years to build something that they've never seen rain before. I mean, like, think about it. So he had plenty of time to back out, plenty of time to not trust God, plenty of time to be like, I'm really like, I'm good. I'm comfortable with this. I I don't, you know, I don't need stepping out. Like I got a lot of people on my back. The whole town is making fun of me. (laughs) You know, the whole, everybody is just like, I'm a, I'm a laughing stock of everyone around here right now. I'm a laughing stock. So I'm a little, a little too uncomfortable. I'm just going to remain here. Maybe Lord, this is, this is for somebody else. You know, no, you have to get what the word of God says about your situation. You have to get what the word of God says over your life. And you've got to remain uncomfortable. If you stay in the comfort zone, and the more and more that I'm going through um, biblical stories and whether it's because of Miracle Word Kids and I'm having to, to do it every week with different character series, but man, the more and more I'm going through the stories, the I 
popping revelation of living out of the comfort zone changes a nation. It changes the course of history. Just think of everybody that did something so great in these Bible stories, how it changed the course of history. And then start thinking like if they didn't do it and they stayed comfortable and they didn't step out past their insecurities, they didn't step out past their fears, they didn't step out past social pressure, what would have really happened? Like what turn in the biblical stories would then have been for the next generation and the next generation? So we have to think outside of our box. We have to think past ourselves. We have to realize that stepping out by faith, stepping out of the comfort zone, stepping out of, of feeling like I'm, I'm okay, I've made it, I've arrived, is not only going to change me and go higher, it's going to change people around me. We get, we get small thinking going. We kind of just start thinking like, what do I need? What does my body need? What does my mind need? What, what kind of job do I need? And we, we really start focusing on ourselves and it's like what just what do I need but what decisions you make are not just decisions for you and the goodness of your life the decisions you make are going to be passed on to the people connected to you to the people around you to the circles that you're in my kids my husband my family the people I know around me the people connected to this ministry and that's how you have to think I have to be out of the comfort zone of, of life and out of the comfort zone so I can change the world, so we can shake this nation for Jesus one more time before he comes back because he's coming back really soon. And so you have to think like that. What is it? What is it that's holding me back? What's holding you back from stepping forward, from going higher? You know, we kind of get in a routine read our devotions every day, pray, listen to our worship music, but that's not enough. If you feel comfortable, same for giving. When Ted and I get to a place that stretches our faith, we get all excited, but then we reevaluate. We've looked at each other before and we're like, you know what? Giving that amount multiple times a year is not really stretching us anymore. Like it's, it's really easy. So then that's a kicker. All right, we need to go higher. What's now, Lord, that's going to stretch our faith? And then when that becomes easy, we reevaluate. Lord, all right, you've moved us up. We got to move up. So same thing, same thing with your faith. You know, stepping out to pray for people. God's instructed us, lay hands on the sick and see them recover. Don't get nervous to pray for somebody. Don't, you don't need to, you know, kind of like back up God, just declare his word, pray for them, teach them about faith, teach them to go higher, teach them the revelation of the word. Once you get the revelation, you're going to receive manifestation. So you get your instruction, you get your revelation, you get your manifestation of the word. You know, anyone can memorize the Bible and it will do them no good. People can memorize the Bible and go to hell. Memorizing scripture doesn't mean anything unless you live it and apply it and work it. So your faith is an action word. You've got to live it, you've got to apply it, and you've got to work it. So think about it today. Think about for a second, what is it that you feel like I've been 
too comfortable about. You know, a lot of people think like this with production. They say, oh, I have a great job. I, I make decent money. I'm good. But you know what? There's always more that God has for you. There's always more. And, and people think, oh, well, if I start thinking that way, I'm, I've got the love of money. And it, that's not it. There's always more that God has for you because when he asks you to do something, you're ready and you have it to do it. it, it you know, if, if I say I'm comfortable right now with, you know, everything I have, I, I, I do live a blessed life and, and I'm comfortable with it. But if God was to say, go buy so-and-so a house right now, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't do it in this moment. Now, that is all goals and steps. Ted and I have talked about to different avenues of income that we want to have for certain situations and stuff. But that's because I'm stretching my faith. I'm going higher. I'm dissatisfied with a satisfied satisfaction. I'm happy where I'm at, but I know God has more for me, more for me to be a blessing, more for me to be a light in this world, more. His, 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 his vocab, God's vocab is increase, not to be comfor, comfortable where you're at. His vocab is for increase. And so you might be in a really well-off place and you think, I'm good, I don't need any more production. But always keep finding out how you can do more. Because it's not just about meeting your own needs. It's about meeting the needs of others. And so when he says for you to do something, you're going to be ready, willing, and have the ability to do it. How, how many times are we going to say like, I wish I could, I w you know, we've, we've said it before. I've said it when I was younger. I'd be like, I wish I could do that. You know, so we, we got to make sure our whole life while we're here on earth, we're not just saying, I wish I could do something. I wish I could go buy somebody groceries. That must be nice. I wish I could. At some point, you need to be increasing out of that comfort zone into being uncomfortable Christian so you can go higher and further. And so when God asks you to do something, you're ready, you have it, you're ready to do it. So think about that today. Think about that and be like, you know what? I'm, I, have, I have been feeling a little comfortable. I need to get out of my comfort zone. I need to increase my faith. I need to expand my vision. I need to believe for greater and bigger things because it's not wrong. He wants to bless you. He's a good heavenly father. He wants you to go higher in all areas. Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for this day. Thank you for each and every person watching, thank you for uh, anyone listening to the replay of this uh, podcast. Lord, that we get a mindset of living out of the comfort zone. That, Lord, we won't let the word comfortable cripple uh, our confession, Lord. We're not satisfied with anything that's given to us. We only want what you have uh, designed for our life. We only want what you have it tailor-made for our life. Thank you, Lord, that we are going to uh, go higher. Our faith is increasing. We're not going to go backwards. We're going to be uh, powerhouses in the kingdom of God. Our production level is going up. When you speak to us, Lord, we're going to hear you loud and clear, and we're going to take that step of faith. We're, we're jumping out. We're jumping out. We, we've been comfortable long enough. 
We've had our feet up on the coffee table and we've been chilling in a regular like, I'm good, my life's good, I'm not sick, I make good finances, my husband's happy, my kids are happy, uh, my bank account's happy, but that's not enough. You have more for us. We're going after it, we're going after the things of God. We're gonna be that bright light on a city, Lord, that the Bible says that it can't go out. There's never gonna be a reason that our light can go out. We're not gonna be trapped by the enemy. We're not gonna struggle. We're not gonna go backwards. We're not gonna have unbelief. We're not gonna live in fear. We're gonna be strong and we're gonna be violent. The violent take it by force. And we're taking everything that you have for us, Lord. Everything that you've called us to have. We're not living in the comfort zone anymore. We're living as Christians, biblical Christians, full of boldness full of faith. You said greater works you shall do when I go to be with the Father, Lord, and that's what I want to do. I want to do great works for you. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.